Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. 17 straight seasons. It's crazy. Never lost. <laughs> Always at least 500 or better. Only Tom Landry and Bill Belichick have had longer such streaks at any point in their coaching careers. Not just to start it, but at any point. And both of them have had losing seasons. So Tomlin has never had a losing season. Uh, His streak started at the very beginning for him. Uh, Belichick and Landry are two names that you certainly would love to see yourself put up there in those graphics on TV next to. uh, And now Tomlin. But, like, you know, if your name is associated with Mike Tomlin, I'm sure people are saying, well, that's got to be a good thing. Puts you in the pantheon of greatness and... This is such a, a a fun, interesting topic in Pittsburgh because it really is remarkable to have that many seasons without dipping below 500, especially in a league like the NFL where, I mean, teams like the, the Niners just went like, what, 4-12 and 12, like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it happens even to teams that are in the midst of great runs of football. The Ravens had a losing season last year. season, not last year, two years ago. They, so two years ago? They made the playoffs. Oh, they, they did. You're right. Last right. year because they collapsed right. down the stretch. You know, it just happens, whether it be injury, whether it just be things not breaking your way. Maybe you're 0-8 in one-score games this year for some reason. You you never win in those coin flip battles. Um, you know, but to have that kind of sustained success, it really is something to be celebrated. And I know that it is met with more frustration in these parts than it is celebration lately because of the lack of success in the playoffs for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um but I also want, when the moment does happen, to at least take a second to acknowledge it and to give it the respect that it deserves. Because if it was easy to do, if it was just something to poo-poo, there'd be more than a couple guys that have done it uh, other than Mike Tomlin. It would be being done by every every Jimmy and Joe head coach out there. So uh, big congrats to Coach T for keeping that streak alive. And also... That now clinches, I think it was 20 straight years since the Steelers have had a losing season in general, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that losing season yielded you the pick that got you Big Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, what a run. You know, two decades straight of never dipping below 500. Uh, Fan bases, you know, when you have the two Super Bowls on top of it in that era, that 20-year window, I don't know how you could be that upset as a fan base. I know you want some more of that success now. There hasn't been much playoff success in the later half of that era. Uh, But, man, the regular season success just continues to keep coming for this team. And being alive in Week 17, being alive in Week 18 every single year, you know, whether you're trying to get in with some help, whether you just need a win and you're in, or whether you're already securely in and it's kind of just like a party in Week 17 or Week 18, uh, the fact that this team has been in that spot every single year, pretty much for 20 years, um, truly something as a fan base that I don't want to get. 
uh, taken for granted. I feel like it already kind of is being taken for granted. But, you know, this feeling of, oh, Saturday and Sunday is going to be a lot of fun. You, you've been winning against Baltimore. Then you scoreboard watch Jacksonville needs to lose. Let's go Titans. Oh, let's go Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at all the different scenarios that need to play out. Like, like the Jets don't get to do this every year. Like, the Bears don't get to do this every year. The right. Cardinals don't get to do this every year. Every year, to some degree, the Steelers are in this mix. Whether it's, like I said, you're comfortably in or you're needing to get some help to get in. You're always glued to your TV in Week 18, and it's not just like some arbitrary, oh, let's finish the Jets and the Patriots off so that we can get into the offseason, which is where the only fun we have as Jets fans seems to be lately is the offseason and on-paper stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh 17 straight seasons without jumping under 500, great. And then yet another season where we go into week 18 with just that excitement something, and something, something to is play there. for. Yeah. I wonder, I know the perspective is in Pittsburgh. It's pretty mi- a mixed bag, right? Of, <clears throat> okay, you have these 17 winning seasons, but you've only had playoff wins in four of those in 17 seasons. I wonder what the perspective is outside of Pittsburgh. And I'm asking this twofold. Is it really just in mass respected as like one of the greatest accomplishments in sports history? Do people really consider it to be that big of a deal? And my second part is more fun to kind of hypothesize. Which do you think opposing teams hate more? When the Steelers are just really good, you know, 12 and 4, 11 and 5. Um, they were what, 13 and 3 one year back in 2017. Um, do they hate that when they're just all around really good, or do they hate when the team has a really slow start? You could say kind of like this year, and then late November, December creeps around, and then all of a sudden you thought they were in the dumps. You thought they had nothing. They thought you thought maybe the streak could end. They weren't going to sift the playoffs, and they start rattling off wins, and all of a sudden they're in the playoff line and potentially in the playoff picture. I'm I'm curious to to answer for both. Is is the 17 consecutive streak really that respected, really that revered outside of Pittsburgh compared to in Pittsburgh where it's kind of a mixed bag? I think it is. I think it's pretty respected outside of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's respected in Pittsburgh as well and I maybe not as much as it should be, but I I think there is a, a fair level of respect for that and, and that kind of accomplishment. Again, I mean you're playing for trophies, you're playing for Lombardis, you're playing to get you know, the Lamar Hunt trophy in your back pocket, go to the, the Super Bowl. Uh, had, that hasn't been there. You hadn't played for an AFC championship game since 2016. But, again, um, you know, I I feel like it's better. Than, I know the alternative would be you bottom out and you get a good draft pick and maybe you get your franchise quarterback. Um, you tried to swing at a franchise quarterback this year in the first round of a draft, and but the other, so yeah, far right. it's not working right. out. Right, like what so, if you bottomed out and you, and you really did bad and – you swung for a guy and you missed. Like the Cardinals have then been you bottoming. Just keep, then you just keep bottoming out, They've right? been bottoming out in Arizona since Carson Palmer hung it up, mm-hmm. and they can't get it right. I mean, Josh Rosen, then the next year you go Kyler Murray, and it looks like Kyler Murray mm-hmm. he's not right or the answer either. So, you know, that that can be a very dangerous game that you start to, uh, that you start to play. If you yeah. Consistently lose instead of consistently win. And then the other question was, do you think other teams hate it more when we're just really good or when we start slow 
and then make our way back up through the standings in November, December, and they're just like, just die already. I think that's it. I think it's like, I think it's probably like, I can't believe the Steelers are, it's week 18 and they're nine and seven. Like, you think like so many, like Cleveland and Baltimore are like, yes, like they're finally going to lose. Like, they're finally going to do poorly. They're finally going to be irrelevant. And then they just turn things on. And they're just they're having to there. deal. Great, right. they're ten and seven, and the Bills right. lost to the Dolphins. So great that the Steelers are in the playoffs now. Whoop de doo. Yeah, I think when they come on strong at the end, it really bothers people mm-hmm. more. It's like these guys again. Like, seriously, can we get somebody new? No, you can't get anybody mm-hmm. new because we're you're going to see those three diamonds every every Everywhere season. Yeah, the. Three diamonds representing the elements that make steel, baby. In your face, everywhere uh-huh. you go. You gotta love it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't Nick? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rudolph gets to start in Baltimore. We know that now. This time last week, we were still kind of up in the air as far as what was going to happen in Seattle. Light was being left on, yada, yada for Kenny Pickett. It's going to be Mason Rudolph. And... I just couldn't imagine what the fallout would have been if they said it wasn't. So it just oh it feels God. like such an obvious in your face decision um that no one could have screwed up and the Steelers did not screw it up. Uh Rudolph deserves a chance to go out there and play again. If this was Ben Roethlisberger coming back for Charlie Batch, it would have probably been a different story. Yeah. Even if Batch was playing as well as Lights Rudolph out. had these past mm-hmm. two games. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Kenny's still your franchise guy, and I believe that he's probably going to be their starter next season, opening day, 2024. But he has never played consistently enough where you should just default back to him no matter what, no matter how few reps he has, no matter how less than 100% his injury is, no matter what. You just can't default back to that guy if your backup is playing the way that Rudolph has been playing. So... You know, pulling the plug on Kenny as a franchise quarterback? No, I'm not doing that. But has he reached that level yet in his potential? No, he has not because franchise quarterbacks just get thrown right back in there no matter what, no questions asked. Like, if Joe Burrow had been able to come back for the second Steelers game against the Bengals on December 23rd, Jacob, mm-hmm. I think they would have just rolled Jake Browning out there because he's thrown for 300 yards in the past couple of weeks? Absolutely not. And not to say Kenny can't get to that point still, He's just not there this year, so it, it makes it really easy, I think, to keep Rudolph in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is no there is no dilemma of you have this guy, you know, in the rafters who's your franchise quarterback that you owe a debt of gratitude to for 
completely resurrecting your franchise, or not even resurrecting, because you can't really say that about Pittsburgh, but taking it out of this quarterback purgatory once Ben Roethlisberger left. You don't feel that way with with uh, Kenny Pickett, and that's why I think Mike Tomlin was quick to move on from Mitch Trubisky after a really poor three weeks, because you didn't owe Mitch Trubisky anything. Um, he was you know, a free agent signing, was only here for two years, or will only be here for two years. Um, I mean, Mason Rudolph... If anything, you owe him the most just because he's been on the team the longest, even though you took him with a third-round pick versus Kenny's first round. But it's kind of nice, Tom. I mean, I saw Wes Euler tweet this out yesterday, saying, you know, I was kind of excited when Ben Roethlisberger retired because we never had a quarterback controversy in Pittsburgh. And then he was like, how foolish was I to to wish my Hall of Fame quarterback farewell so I could have this year after year debate of who are, who are the Steelers going to start a quarterback. But honestly, I don't I don't think you can call it a controversy. I don't think you can call it – you can't call it a, a debate because definitively Mason Rudolph right now is better than Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Maybe you can't call it a controversy just because you had the draft investment with the high-round pick in Kenny Pickett more recently than you did with, Ken, with Mason Rudolph. So the controversy is are you willing – are you really willing? Are you really willing to be that quick to move on from Kenny Pickett? You know, only two years after you took him in the first round, compared to Mason Rudolph, who's been here for five years. And are you really, really willing to show you have so little confidence in this guy and Kenny Pickett, who's going to be on the team next year? Whereas Mason Rudolph, you're not sure if he's going to be on the team next year. Hundred percent, and trust me, there are other suitors in the NFL that are noticing what Mason Rudolph is oh, doing absolutely. right now. Uh, teams that you know seasons get derailed by backup quarterbacks having to play uh, an extra stretch uh, of games are kind of licking their chops at Mason Rudolph and saying, yeah, "This guy might be able to keep us afloat if this were to happen to our guy next year or in a couple of years to come." Um, so you know that is a variable that you don't know is if Rudolph is he in fact going to be here. But that that's where I think the controversy or the competition might come into play is in the offseason. Because you're right, right now there is no controversy. It's pretty cl- cut and dry, Mason. There's no debate. Started. There's no debate. The controversy, It though. should be Mason in everybody's mind, in most people's minds. And if Mason beats the Ravens, which I think he's going to. And yeah, it depends on if Harbaugh Okay, do you think he's going to play him? He's not going to play him. I know Lamar was saying. We stuff talked like, about this last I know, week. It wasn't Lamar talking after the game like I want to play. Or he something did like say that. he saying, wants like, to I play. I want to get my legs stretched mm-hmm. out. Like it's good to get a run in. I like, Tom, there's a part of me. I mean, they have half a month off if they choose not to play because they get the buy already. There's a part of me that thinks this team is looking at 2018 or 2018 or 20, 2019, Lamar's MVP season, and thinking we messed up when they won the one seed that year, too. right? Because we rested our guys in week 18 or week 17 so at that point. Off for two straight so we weeks. were off for two weeks and we came out flat against Tennessee in that first game for us. What my devil's advocate to that would be that was Lamar's first year as a starter. Now he's his fifth year as a starter. This True. Is his second MVP. True. But in that entire time, he's only he gained one, one playoff, playoff win. And Granted, he was hurt the past two chances, the past two years. So, I mean, that. But they got there. And they had to play it without him. Last year, yeah. Right, he missed out on a chance to play in a playoff game. 100%. He does not have the playoff. Well, they would have made it the year prior, too, if he stayed healthy. They weren't going to lose six straight games. My my pushback on that to Harbaugh, if if he's really that worried, is who are you going to draw in that first round? 
Probably Flacco. Right? Because the it would be well, it would be the, the lowest seed. Right. right? So the, I'm assuming the Chiefs win, and then I'm assuming that let's just say the Bills get the two seed and they okay. win. Okay. Browns beat the Jags, so it'd be the Browns. It'd be Flacco going into Baltimore. I mean, and even so, the other wild card teams. Yeah. The only one I'd be afraid of if I'm Baltimore is Pittsburgh. See, I think that I can be Pittsburgh af- pull off the upset. See, all three wild card. I wouldn't. I don't think the Ravens need to be worried about anybody. To be quite honest with you, I think they are clearly the best team in football. But see, I you don't see those three wild card potentials as like Cleveland, Indy, Pittsburgh, and your Baltimore being like, I don't like any of those well, three teams because those three funny. teams all beat us. Right. That's the that's the irony. If that's the case, yeah, that's the three teams who found a way to beat that's you what I this mean. year. Like, so there's a little bit of worry there, maybe, uh, and the division rival aspect with either Cleveland or Pittsburgh. Uh, would get you a little worried. But my thing is, you're right. The rust factor could be a thing. The rhythm's off because they've been off for half a month. They play with their food against a team like maybe Cleveland, and you don't want to do that against Mm -hmm. the division rival. But I'm willing to risk all of that because if I play Lamar and he gets hurt against Pittsburgh, it's all going splat. There's, There's just nothing. You'll be you'll be an underdog at home against whoever comes through mm-hmm. Cleveland and whatever. So I just I, I, think I get what you're saying. You yeah. got to think about that, but it's all gone if Lamar. So I just put him on the bench. He ain't playing against Pittsburgh. You I'm can still play everyone right. else except for Lamar. I don't know if I want to play my running backs. I'm already kind of banged up in that room. Odell had to leave the game uh, last week with an injury against Miami. After having a great catch, do I want? I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about coaching malpractice? You're getting run. The score is getting run up on you if you're Miami, and you still Mike McDaniel still throws his best defensive player Bradley Chubb out there, and now he's torn his ACL. Yeah, that was bad. I well, honestly, I thought Lamar was playing a lot longer than he should have. I thought so too. too. But maybe what was he, he still doing? Maybe Harbaugh's thinking what you're thinking. He's like, he ain't gonna play for him. Take him out of this game. It's it's like it's like almost almost two and three and a half weeks, weeks right. that he's not gonna be able to see the field or, or get some run in. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. My guess is I got two guys that I'm pretty much guaranteeing won't play for the Ravens: Lamar and Roquan, uh, the quarterback, mm-hmm. and then the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. Tucker? Nah, Tucker go out there and kick the football. He's that would be a freak of a freak accident. But Roquan and Lamar, I feel pretty safe in saying those guys are going to be in their their civilian uniforms come Sunday against, or excuse me, Saturday against the Steelers. So that's good news for the Steelers, and that's good news for Mason Rudolph trying to get this win. Um, because the playoff scenarios, there's still a path if they lose the Steelers. Like this is not a must-win game. You can get a lot of help and still get in. But you also need help. But it's such unlikely help. I don't know about that. I don't know if it's such unlikely help. Let's just put it this way. The easiest path in for your Pittsburgh Steelers, the easiest scenario is beat the Ravens at 430 on Saturday. And then on Sunday you have to root for the Titans. Or the Dolphins. It's one of, yeah. The Titans beat the Jags in the 1 o'clock window. You kick your feet up and watch that Sunday night football game. But You're in the playoffs, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. But if you lose. But if you if the t- Jags win, no, I'm sorry. If, if the Steelers, if the Steelers lose, if the Steelers lose, here's what they need: some of the scenarios that they need to happen to get in. There's four of them. They need uh, the Colts and the Texans. They play each other, so this is kind of a, right. a wash. But so, say the Steelers lose to the Ravens, they need the Colts to beat the Texans. They need the Titans to beat 
the Jags, and they need Denver to beat Vegas. Oh. And then that kind of creates kind of like a three-way tie Uh with the Texans and the Broncos and the Steelers, and then that would push the Steelers in front, getting rid of Houston in that head-to-head that Pittsburgh has against them. Uh, So that's one scenario. And then there are technically two scenarios because it doesn't matter what happens in Buffalo or Miami, Mm -hmm. so they have the either-or there. And then it's kind of the same thing on the other side of the street. Houston beats Indy, then you still need Tennessee to win and Denver to win for you to get in. So if you lose to Baltimore, root for Tennessee and root for the Broncos. Were you saying if the Steelers win against Baltimore, but the Jaguars also win? Oh, right, right. Then you the need Jags the Dolphins win, then you to need win. The, yeah, and you're, right. you're stuck at Miami right. as your last chance. Um, right. There's still some ways that the Steelers can get the sixth seed remarkably. You know, it doesn't make much sense. But what would you rather? The Steelers because you're the you're not playing seven. Baltimore in the first round, regardless. And if you're the six or seven seed, and if you somehow win that playoff game, that means you're going to Baltimore again. So which would you rather? Would you rather the seven seed or the six or the six seed? Because you'd be playing the two or three seed. Who would those teams be? Buffalo or Kansas, Kansas City, City or Miami or be, Buffalo? It'd be one of those three or Buffalo. Right. That's what I. I heard you say that at the beginning. So, yeah, one of those three teams. Just get in. You know, let's not worry about yeah. playing who we're playing yet. Let's just get in. Uh, the sixth seed is a little far-fetched, too. Here, The easy, easy, easy way to do it is win. win and then win. watch Tennessee beat Jacksonville. Is that the one you think could happen? Between well, that's the, early. That's Tennessee. what I'm saying. That's, if you were talking about timeline. Okay, but what do you think's more likely? Oh, Buffalo. Uh, <sighs> you need Miami to beat Buffalo, though, not. on. I mean, the fact that. I think Tennessee beating Jacksonville, and yeah. even though Tennessee is eliminated, I think they have a better chance of of giving you the help. Than Jacksonville, the I wasn't super all the way in on this past weekend, and they were playing Carolina, the worst team in football, and they won that game in a blowout. Yeah, they shut them out, and Bethard was fine. But I mean, Tennessee's going to be a little different story. They don't like Jacksonville. Uh, chance for you to knock out your division opponent. Uh, you can spin this if you're Vrabel, and I'm sure he is going to, to guys like Levis, young players in that locker room. Say like, this is these are games that, you know, will matter in the future. Like this this is the stuff that can really springboard us into an offseason, give us some confidence in a bad year. Um, had some moments with you as a young rookie coming in, and let's finish it off with another moment of knocking out our division rival from the playoffs. Uh it's in Tennessee too, so that goes in the Steelers' favor. Just as well as the Dolphins game is in Buffalo, or as the Dolphins game is in Miami, so both teams that you need to lose are having to travel on the road in Week 18. Um, but you, you know, even though the Dolphins are a better team than the Titans, although the Titans just beat the Dolphins, so right. but record-wise, the Dolphins are going to the playoffs. They're a better team. I have more confidence in Tennessee beating Jacksonville than. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to handle Miami. I think that they're right. they are a freight train right now that's out of control. It, it comes down to me. It comes down to does Trevor Lawrence play or not? See, Jacob, and even if he does play, I, I guess I, say, I don't like, know. Even if he does play, I'm still more confident in Tennessee being the team that helps you as opposed to my. I don't trust the Dolphins. I don't trust the Dolphins to help us out. You know, I think they're a soft football team, and I think the Bills are the opposite of that. And and they have a ton of momentum uh, carrying themselves down to Miami. I mean. Just look at the handicap. They're already a three and a half point favorite, Buffalo, mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, I, you know, as as tumultuous as the season was for the Bills, 
they were five and five and then six and six at one point. They fire their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a win and you're the number two seed. It's crazy. A win and every game is in Buffalo unless you go to Baltimore in the AFC mm-hmm. title game. Like you want to talk about getting off the mat. I mean, that's that and then some. So mm-hmm. Bills are extremely dangerous, and I think that they have a lot of confidence when it comes to playing Miami right now. So I, I think the Bills are going to win. Tennessee's the one that I look at and say, you got you to help us, Music City. Get a win over Jacksonville. And, you know, just because Jacksonville made the playoffs last year, I don't think that they're all the way there to being a team that you trust to just, you know, take care of their business and, and win a game against Tennessee. So that's the one I got circled, Steelers Nation, as, as the most likely – if if you're gonna get in, the most likely way is you beat Baltimore and Tennessee beats Jacksonville, which would then yeah, knock I'm the Jags you. out of the AFC South and out of the. I'm holding. I'm. I am not holding out hope that Miami beats Buffalo. Well, the funny thing, what the the great thing about the Steelers being at four thirty, is they win. The pressure it puts on Jacksonville and Buffalo now mm-hmm. all of a sudden because to also win right because you win. Either one of those teams, they win the division. The South for the Jags, the East for the Bills. But if, if you, you lose, lose, you're, you're out, out of the out playoffs. Of the you don't because, even have because, a fallback. Because Miami obviously would get the division. Buffalo would have too many losses. Buffalo would be 10-7. Jacksonville seven. would lose. Houston or Indy is going to win their game. Right, so they'll they be would win the, division, and win the division, and the other team would get the wild card. Correct. They would get the wild card over Jacksonville. So Pittsburgh winning... Mm-hmm. Again, Steelers so does Nation, that not it, it kind of worry you because Jacksonville is going to be kind of like we have to play for everything here? No, I I, I like it more. The, the pressure of yeah. losing you're out completely. Like there's no safety. You're doing those high wire acts that evil uh-huh. can evil stuff without any safety net underneath you. Right. If you fall, you it's can't the bottom say, of the Grand yeah. Canyon, and that's it. Like there's nothing guard railing those two teams and. The Bills, I don't think would blink because I think they're ready to. They they already think they're the AFC. I mean, champion. you're. But I'm, I not, I'm the, not paying attention to that Bills game. I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Jags. Yeah, would blink. it comes down to that Jags game. So put the whether pressure it's on Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, or C.J. Beathard in there. I'm not sold that the Jaguars Jags are going to win that game. No, I, and I think you're going to get an effort from Tennessee. I really do. I I, I don't. Yeah, it's a division game. That's yeah. why the NFL does this. Yep. And I don't see Vrabel rolling over at all. You're right, though. That's why the NFL does this. So even if it's a scenario where one of these teams isn't alive, but the other one is, you'd hope that you know they would still play play hard, their butts yeah. off in this to game beat their divisional to, opponent. Exactly, because you you got to get a win against the divisional opponent, and then you can ruin the divisional opponent's um, entire season. And that's stuff that you can build on heading into your off season, especially if you're a young team like the Titans. You can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acershire Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you visit online at shop.steelers.com. A weighty, weighty week of results in the NFL for Week 17, so we'll talk about what went down, and we'll also talk about you know playoff scenarios, not just in the AFC, but in the NFC side of things when we come back on the Steelers standard. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.